Hey there, Freedom Fighters. My name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of Mixergy, where I interview entrepreneurs about how they built their businesses. Uh, joining me is an entrepreneur who's discovered how effective LinkedIn is for building relationships, but also for marketing and growing sales. And he created a tool that will allow you to do that. Now, when I say that, I imagine two things go through my audience's head. Number one is, wait, Andrew, didn't you already interview other people who did this? Aren't there tons of apps and software that do this? And we're going to show you why Expandia is different. I feel like what, what they do is, I think they use the term growth hacks on their site, or they have these collection of hacks. Oh yeah. They're, they're basically used for these really clever automations that go beyond what you've seen before. Number one, so that addresses why uh, we're going to be talking to Stefan here today. His software is different. And number two, the thing that goes through your head is probably the same thing that went through my head, which is, aren't all these LinkedIn messages and automation just really annoying on LinkedIn? And I'm going to ask him about that. I should introduce him as Stefan Smolders, though apparently in the US, they pronounce your name how? Stefan. Stefan. Yeah. Um, would you prefer that I call, call you Stefan? I kind of feel like if if in the Netherlands it's Stefan, I should go with your name the way you like it pronounced. Yeah, but I think it matches with the audience if you keep on going with uh, Stefan. You're basically telling me, Andrew, the market is always right. If the market calls me Stefan, then go with Stefan, or or you tell me to pronounce it Stefan. No, Stefan is good. Stefan, that's what you told me before. All right, so we're going to do it, yeah. and we're going to find out about your software, the LinkedIn automation tool called Expandy, Thank, and we could talk about it thanks to two phenomenal sponsors. The first will host your website, right? It's called HostGator. Go to, check them out at hostgator.com slash Mixergy. And the second, if you're creating content, you should be selling it too. And Memberful will allow you to do that. Later on, I'll tell you why you should go to memberful.com slash Mixergy. All right, let's let's talk uh, let's talk numbers first. Revenue wise, where are you guys? Um, we are at six million uh, annual revenue at the moment. Dude, this has grown since you talked to our producer. It was like five million when you talked to our producer, not not too long Correct. ago. Uh, yeah, and it was I think six seven weeks ago or so. Yeah, mm. profitable. Yeah. Yes, we make a profit of uh, above the 300K uh, per month. And no outside funding or outside funding? Uh, no, we are fully bootstrapped. Who owns a company? Me and my about uh, co-founders. So we are at the three in total. Three co-founders. Unbelievable. This is impressive. Thanks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like how nonchalant you are about it. Yeah, thanks. Um, the thing that I've got to bring up right away is I go on LinkedIn, I stop checking LinkedIn messages. I feel like on all the other social networks, when I get a private message, it's useful. If I go on Facebook and I get a Facebook Messenger message, it's somebody that I know, chances are. Instagram, it's becoming more and more useful. Twitter, can't search it. Their product kind of is, is a little out of date that way, but the messages are usually from people who are valuable and worthwhile. I go to LinkedIn, it's always, hey, first name, we should be connected. Or first name, since we are connected, Maybe they're more sophisticated than that. They say, Andrew, since we're connected here on LinkedIn, I thought you might want to see this blog post that I wrote. Or since we're connected here on LinkedIn, I thought you might want to do a demo call with me. Dude, connected you on LinkedIn doesn't mean I want to get on a freaking phone call with you. I didn't even know we were connected. How do I stop it? So there's this frustration, I think, in the LinkedIn community that there's automation tools that are pumping out this stuff, ruining the network, and we as marketers maybe shouldn't be in it. What do you say to that? I think it's it's uh, it's an interesting topic to uh, to discuss for sure. Um, as we all know, the platform is growing with with, with more than seven hundred million active users at the moment, and everybody wants to get in touch with each other. But um, I agree as well that people are a little bit overwhelmed with full inboxes and 
actually the platform became a bit of more too spammy, right? So uh, it's, of course, about people who are using third-party apps to do a mass outreach. But I think the good thing on all of this is that um, LinkedIn's answer at the moment is that they try to crack down the amount of requests people can send. They have to solve the spam problem before people are leaving the platform. So it means that it will slowly separate the men from the boys and the ones who are not able to adopt well, new won't, it, won't they be separating the automation tools? Is it, isn't it the automation tools? Or, or what you're saying is, Andrew, the bad automation tools that are annoying people and that, that send out messages that are unwanted, that are spam, those people are what you call the boys. They're going to be basically booted off the network one way or the other. And the people who are sending useful messages that are thought through are going to stay on. And that's what you mean by separating the men's, men from the boys. Is that it? Yeah, correct. That, that, that's what I mean, indeed. And of course, it has to do with automation tools to make it a bit more easy for people to use it. But at the end, it's just a tool and it's the strategies behind. So actually the full you put in, which will bring the result. Don't you and think that they're going to boot all automation? Don't you think that their goal is if people want to communicate, it should be one-on-one. -on -one. If they want to do any kind of automation, they should be buying ads. And at some point, LinkedIn will figure that out. And then that's all that's going to be on there. Direct messages and ads. No it's, automation. It's, um, I don't think it's, 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 it's going that way. Uh, it's always a cat and a mouse game because let's be honest, what we've built, it's not illegal. It's not forbidden by law, but it's officially against LinkedIn's terms and policy to use a third party app or uh, uh, let your profile managed by a VA. In the beginning, I was a little bit angry and scared as well that Bill Gates will came after me one day. But there's also with doing things manually, right? There are tons of recruiters out there who are still operating manually and also spamming people. Um, it's the art of outreach to do it the right way. And if you do it with a tool which is safe and not obviously on LinkedIn, then I think with the right strategy, there is still a place for people to use on a safe way such kind of a third-party apps. Okay. No doubt it is working. And some of the things you told me before we got started and that I saw when I researched you before we got started are, are amazing. I could understand why marketers want it. And so I want to know how marketers are using it intelligently and then figure out how you built up this business to such phenomenal growth. So let's talk about one, one of the automations that you use so that I get a sense of how it, it works. The same approach we use to boost expanding without doing traditional marketing and actually set our first growth hack. We scraped the audience of our competitors on Facebook. You're saying you go to your competitors' Facebook groups, right? Yes. And the thing about Facebook is there are all these amazing communities, but if you try messaging them on Facebook, Facebook will boot you. And frankly, Definitely. even if they don't boot you, if you send one or two messages to people in the group, it goes into their other inbox. And so it disappears. You don't get to reach them. All right. So you say, I'm going to start with the Facebook group. I'm going to see who's in my competitor's Facebook group and then take it from there. Yeah. And then I convert the, uh, the email addresses that belongs to the people into LinkedIn profiles. So it actually ends up in the CSV. And after the CSV is cleaned up, I upload it in Expandi. And I use actually that audience to approach people by one-on-one -on -one messages through LinkedIn. And LinkedIn, so what you're saying is you grab their names, you put it into Expandi, Expandi finds them on LinkedIn. And then using LinkedIn's messaging, you reach out to them one at a time and we'll find out what you do to help convert them into your customers. 
but it's a, it's a shock to me that LinkedIn even allows you to, it's impressive by the way that your software will find them on LinkedIn, but it's a shock to me that LinkedIn will allow you to do that. And how effective is it? Uh, to be honest, um, we booked and it was one and a half year ago that we tried this strategy the first time. We booked more than 40 calls per week on average per LinkedIn profile we used for this growth hack. And the second step we did was that we wrote an interesting blog or a blog about everything we did, how we achieved it, which messages we used, how we connect the dots to enrich these email addresses with LinkedIn profiles, the approach itself, and of course the results we gained from, uh, from this sequence. And after that, we created a really amazing post on LinkedIn uh, where we ask people and uh, nobody is, uh, is uh, LinkedIn messaging is dead, nobody's replying. But if you want to get great results and book 40 appointments with a 70% acceptance rate, uh, leave a comment and we will shoot over a really interesting in-depth guide. And of course, normally only my wife, two friends and four colleagues will like or comment it on such a post. So what we did is that we used an uh, engagement poll to boost the post to the max. And therefore, we use Lampot. I'm not what is, sure. What does you... that mean? Yeah, Lampot is an engagement pot. You pay actually five USD per month per pot. They have lots of different audiences where you can drop your posts. And then people which are also in the same pot, they will automatically in the oh. beginning engage with that post. I've heard about this. You're talking about these pods where it's a few people who are all in the same topic who agree that they're going to comment on each other's posts. And so yes. you joined one of these little communities and you, well, you had to pay to be in the community. And then you said, here's a post. Can you please go and support it? They supported it by liking it, by commenting on it, which then told LinkedIn, this is a popular enough post that other people should see it. And then it helps you get more, more people seeing it. Right. Yeah. It, uh, it, uh, it gains actually more traction and okay. um, it was in the early days that we okay. did that of such kind of a, a, a post. Um, so we gained on our first post more than 160k views and 3,000 comments, which means that as a next step with three simple clicks, we could scrape and import all the people which engaged with our own post in Expandi, and we use these people to follow up and shoot them over the guide. Got it. And so when they commented... They then got a message from you on LinkedIn with the guy that they were promised, but it also allows you to start a conversation with them on LinkedIn because now they're commenting or they're they're getting something of value in, in the chat and you can start, I'm assuming, a warm-up sequence and then uh, follow up and get them on calls. Is that right? Uh, that's, uh, that's correct. And of course, the link we share with the guide we did some retargeting uh, in there. So if people click on the link, they're going to visit it, they're going to read got it. it. And maybe some of them sign up straight away, but the ones who are not ready for it yet, they will be bombed by uh, some retargeting ads. That's really powerful. Now, do you have to use a separate LinkedIn account for that? Or can you use your personal LinkedIn account? At that time point, I used my own LinkedIn account or the ones from my lovely colleagues. Okay. And now your LinkedIn account, is it still working? Uh, now LinkedIn is not that amused with me as a founder of a third party app. So they decided more than one year ago to, uh, to remove it, uh, similar as they do with other founders of third party apps. So if you're, if you're not allowed to be on LinkedIn with your own name, if I use your software, am I going to be booted from LinkedIn? 
Um, no, to be honest, we never have any active user in our system which get flagged or banned by LinkedIn uh, because of using Xpandy. Okay. And by the way, what you're talking about on some of it on Facebook is not just allowed, but they create a way for software vendors to do it and to automate it. So for example, I invested in a company called ManyChat. One of the key parts of their software is that if you use their software and somebody comments on your Facebook post or your Instagram post, ManyChat automatically sends a, a direct message to them. And they work very closely with Facebook. They've actually, they've had really tight relationship with Facebook for years. So I can see the value of this. Maybe there's hope that at some point LinkedIn will say, we want some automation on here. We see that there's a need for it. We'll partner with a few companies for it and and maybe open this up to you. It's, uh, it's not sure that that will happen, but... Uh, <laughs> you smiled at me when I said that, almost like, like oh, naive Andrew, you have no idea. It's not... No, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's maybe on the long term. It's, it, we are definitely here to stay. So it means that, that we are not using any official API to connect our software to the platform to keep everything safe. We've built it in the cloud. We have tons of safety measurements built in so LinkedIn uh, won't detect expanding. Uh, but it means as well that if you operate uh, 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 like a real human mm -hmm. and use it with a normal behavior, because that's actually the main problem that everybody is spamming each other. And most of the people use, of course, a third party app. But let's say that LinkedIn cracking down the amount of requests, maybe you noticed it as well, to 100 requests per week. And in comparing to before, there were more than 700 requests, people were able to shoot Connection up. requests, you're saying, is what it yeah. used to, yeah. They used Correct. to allow a yeah. lot more connection requests, okay. Now, so it means that if you want to survive with your outreach on LinkedIn, that you have to come up with better strategies behind to get the same results out of 19 requests per day okay. in comparing to the 100 you could send before. Okay. And that's actually where Expandy came in because of all the clever features we've built in. We can personalize almost everything and give you the opportunity to target your audience on a much more clever way than only running a simple sales nav search with just two basic filters such as a um, location or for example a uh, job title okay and i i think what i want to know also is like how you're getting around links linkedin's um LinkedIn's protection against stuff like this. You're not on my desktop. A lot of these plugins work. A lot of uh, your competitors work as plugins. I have to keep my computer on. I have mm -hmm. to keep Chrome on. I have to use their Chrome a plugin. And then they just work in the background, which is a sensible way to work. Then LinkedIn can't detect that software is being used, really. It just looks like I'm sitting at my computer. It happens that it's not me typing at the computer. It's uh, the plugin typing into LinkedIn on my computer, essentially. You're not doing that. How are you getting around their uh, their detection software? It, it, it means that if you sign up uh, uh, for Expandy, you can uh, assign your 
LinkedIn account or actually any LinkedIn account you want if you put in the login credentials. And in the second step of the registration, we ask you to select a country and we will provide you instant from our proxy provider and dedicated country-based IP address. And as long as you use Expandit, we will only use that specific IP address to manage and run your profile. Oh, wow. So now for as far as LinkedIn knows, I've got my same consistent IP address. It's in my country. Got it. All right, let's figure out how you ended up over here, okay? (laughs) Let's go back. You used to work at a company called Lead Express. I'm on Lead Express's website right now. What they do is, it says, uh, I'm translating from from Dutch, but it says, recognize companies that visit our website and extract sales opportunities and marketing information from it. So basically what they did is they allowed businesses to say, who's coming to my website and based on IP lead express would tell me. So if I had lead express on my site, I might notice that, I don't know, someone from uh, uh, Airbnb is coming to my site, people from Y Combinator coming to my site, maybe f- from first round capital. And then I could reach out to them and say, Hey, you should be on Mixergy or you should buy a membership for your, for your community. That's essentially the way that they work. Right. Definitely for sure. And then there was a problem that your customers would call you up with that led you to found your own company, Expandy. What was the problem? What did they call you up and tell you? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, I think now six years ago that we founded uh, uh, Lead Express. I I was also one of the co-founders of that software. Uh, It only covers a Dutch and a local database, but it's actually a similar intelligent software like Albacross, Lead Forensics, Lead Feeder, where we identify indeed website visitors. For a lot of small business owners, it's it's, it's nice to see who's visiting the website, especially if nobody is filling in a form or contact uh, uh, or left some contact information. Um, so there is a lot of value and potential if you see it. But a lot of small business owners, they are actually struggling with what's the best and most effective way to follow up. So one of the most ignoring and common things, people came back to me, hey, Stefan, it's a really cool software. I really like it. It's a nice dashboard. You are really a cool guy. You're always helpful, but it's nothing for me because uh, I can't get appointments from it. And then I ask, what, what, I, what are you trying to do? Yeah, I, pay, I, I try to call. So they pick up the phone. Hey, Andrew, it's Stefan here. Uh, I saw some of your colleagues visited my website. Can you yep. please forward me to him? I really don't know what you're talking about, Stefan. So <laughs> it ends up. And that was constantly happening. Yep. So I challenged myself somewhere around four years ago to try and find a way, actually a new way to do acquisition. Okay. One of the first things I did, I jumped on LinkedIn with a profile with eight connections, uh, not updated, not optimized. And to push myself a bit more, I thought, let's subscribe myself for the Sales Navigator version. And actually, I was immediately in love with all these filters and I could set them and easily find my website visitors and I could define my target audience. Wait, how does, so, how does sales... So Sales Navigator is that premium product that LinkedIn has. We yes. use it at Mixergy. If I want to find founders of interesting companies with a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of employees here in San Francisco I could plug that into search I get their names and then I'll go and find their email address to somewhere else and message them that way that's the way it's used sometimes often it's used by people who are trying to hire that way mm-hmm. what 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 were you doing with it I, I was also using these kind of filters to define my uh, 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 ideal customer profile yeah. or to find back the company names from 
people who are visiting. Oh, because website. your software Lead Express, based yeah. on IP address, was able to tell you who which companies were on your site. So you'd go Correct. to Sales Navigator and you say, "All right, only people who are on my site are they're in the sales or marketing department." I know the company yeah. name. Let's go see who works in the sales and marketing department at the company name. And then you said, what? What were you going to do next with that? Exactly. That was what I did. But I made one huge mistake. And the finding and the targeting, I specialized myself in that particular uh, 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 subject to okay. be the best in it. But the mistake I made was that after founding these people and trying to approach them and connect with them, I was only talking about myself. Hey guys, I'm Stefan. I'm that cool guy. I can help you with anything and it will not cost that much money. So uh, do, do you want to be my friend? And as you can imagine, people are not amused with these kind of over-enthusiast approaches where okay. I did not ask any question. So what I did as a next step, I was going back to the drawing table and I spent all the available time I had for the upcoming three months in learning more about how to start conversations, how to engage with people, and actually what are the best questions to ask to keep people engaged. Specifically on LinkedIn or in general? Yes. On LinkedIn. Yes. So you said, look, yeah. I now can see who's been on my website. I know that they're at least interested enough to have come to my site. I want to start a conversation with them and eventually sell to them. I don't know how to do it. I'm kind of creeping them out and I'm definitely not getting the response I want. <laughs> so you started to watch YouTube videos. You told our producer you would go on growth hacker groups of Facebook and you just started looking for ways to get into conversations. Did you figure it out? Did that work for you? Yeah, after a couple of months, uh, uh, it became my number one lead channel in terms of appointments I could book. So I thought, let's help some complaining customers from my previous Lead Express software to help and execute exactly the same steps for them, optimize the profile, finding the target audience, and approach the people in the same way. Um, I did that for more than five people, or actually exactly five people. And I got also great results for them and a lot of appointments. Um, but it became too time consuming with two left hands and I can't quote anything myself. I was do it all manually. But let me, let me understand this. When you were yeah. finally figuring out what to say to people to get them to respond to you, what was it? What worked for you? Instead of approaching myself or a bit too over enthusiastic, um, I needed, I found out that I needed to do a bit more research about them, who they are, uh, 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 what they did, what's their focus on, um, to understand a bit better which questions I had to ask. Oh, so customizing it to them, doing the kind of thing that I would do, like looking somebody up on Instagram and seeing that they like roller skating and then saying, hey, you know what? I was just roller skating with my kids yesterday and starting a conversation with that or including it in your conversation. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, for sure. Oh, that's incredibly manual, but it yeah. works. It definitely works. And then you started looking for clients who needed that kind of work. So what you would do is you would do research on them. You would say, can I get you calls with your clients? They would say, well, this is working for me. I kind of like you. Sure. Then you would do the exact same thing that we just talked about, finding people and then manually looking them up and then contacting them on behalf of your client. Am I right? That's totally true. Okay. Any, when you say that you're not a developer, what kind of automation tools were you using at that point? I imagine that what you were doing at that point was just sitting down with the spreadsheet. 
It was indeed an Excel sheet. And as you okay. can imagine, it wasn't doable uh, to manage a lot of people's accounts. So I thought, let's be clever and try to find some software which could automate some repetitive tasks on LinkedIn. And it was actually the first time that I dived into this gray LinkedIn automation space somewhere around four years ago. And I found tons and tons of third-party apps from DuckSoup to Linked Helper to Meet Leonard, and they were all Chrome extended. And I tried out all of them. And to begin, they run indeed on your desktop and you need to open everything uh, to keep it running. But one of the disadvantages I found out is that most of these ones are designed for single users. So people who are actually want to manage one profile, want to run one campaign. And one of the most frustrating things by using these tools is maybe you recognize it from your own inbox on LinkedIn as well, that it's very hard to keep track on a proper way of your LinkedIn inbox. Because if you're approaching a lot of people, people will reply. You can't find these conversations back on a proper way. And definitely with such kind of a third-party apps, which are Chrome extended, it is still hard to do. The second disadvantage of using these tools was that the automation was not that advanced. It was possible to do a connection request, and then I need to upload the list again from people which were uh, which accepted to send them a follow-up message. So there were still a lot of manual tasks. I could okay. not uh, uh, keep in track of metrics. Uh, I could not... Uh, manage more profiles on a seamless way because as soon as I want to run a split test to see which campaign performs the best, I needed to open more browsers to keep everything running and with five customers and two campaigns per profile. Uh, yeah, you can imagine that 10, yeah. 10 browser sessions was a bit too much. And if my workday ends and I close everything and I operate in a different time zone, then I stuck fully. Okay. And so that's when you said, look, I've got a service here. It's not supported by good software. I think I'm going to shift and create software that does this, right? Exactly. Basically software to reproduce Stefan. Yeah, from agency perspective. So I, I mean, saw myself ah, as an link. Yeah. Sorry, as an agency, you didn't imagine someone like Andrew who needs to connect and get clients himself using you. You wanted specifically agency. I want to understand why agency. Why didn't yeah. you decide to go after individuals? In the beginning, um, Actually, indeed, Expandi is built from my own frustrations to manage more profiles on a seamless way. And I was scared as well after I found out that it was officially against LinkedIn's terms and policy to lose people's profiles, which pay me a lot of money each month to manage it. And most of them, they did not even know at that time point that I used a third-party app to run activities on their account. So it was actually a no-go for the long run because some of these tools were catched by LinkedIn in the past and we all heard the horror stories of people who were losing their profiles by using such kind of tools. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't able to manage more profiles, fully automated, uh, even if I sleep, if I close my laptop. So after a while, I could not move forward this way with my agency. After five, six months, I was still with, with, with the same five customers, a lot of headaches. Uh, it was that time consuming, and it actually did not do everything I wanted. So from frustration, I shared all these things with my technical co-founder, Glenn. And as a real magician, he just said to me, let's build our own tool. Let's make it 
world's safest tool, built it in the cloud so that people not have to build and worry anymore about safety, that they can run more accounts, maybe 100 accounts for their customers on an easy way. And let's put in all the features you need from agency perspective. My, my understanding was that part of the reason why you went for an agency was you started going after individuals. You said, I can show you how this works. And you realized you had to persuade them to do two things. Number one, you had to persuade them that LinkedIn marketing in the first place made sense and that they should do it. And number two, you had to persuade them to do this in an automated way. And that combination of persuasion, 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 just meant that you weren't closing as many sales and that they weren't experienced enough to get the results they were looking for. Am I understanding that right? Yeah, that's a bit of the right uh, uh, direction. And in the beginning, when we were building Expandi, uh, after uh, releasing our first internal beta after five, six months, mm-hmm. um, we tried to use our own software to approach people. We all approach people in the Netherlands. And that are all people which were on LinkedIn, but who were not used with automation. Yeah. So... We booked a lot of demo calls. Uh, We first had to sell them LinkedIn. Second, we had to sell them automation. And if we sold automation and also Expandi, we needed to educate them on how to use such kind of software with which tactics, with which strategy. So it was too time consuming to scale. And because of these outcomes, we decided to do a step back to not focus ourselves on the local Dutch market, but um, we prepared everything to launch globally because I could imagine that there are maybe globally hundreds and thousands of people who were also managing more accounts or customers' accounts like I did before. Right. So that was the main decision to go for agencies growth hackers and actually enterprise organizations who are uh, managing more accounts in their departments. All right. Let me talk about my first sponsor and I'm going to do it in relation to Expandy. The sponsor is HostGator, where people go to get a website. Imagine someone's listening to us right now who hears your story and says, I like Expandy. I think I could use it. I don't know what else I want to create, but this could be the start of my business. Imagine then they go and create an Expandy account. They learn it. They experience it. And then they say what they're going to do is basically Expandy as a service, which means they will go to businesses and get them clients using LinkedIn and maybe only get paid whenever they get a client or a prospect to schedule a call with, uh, with the company, right? What, what is mm-hmm. that called? What's that service called? Uh, Just it's in- done for you service done for you service, a digital agency. Then they Mm -hmm. start contacting people and saying, look, your software is very similar to this competitor, but it's better. Your competitor has all these Facebook groups. What if I just go and, you know what? I'm going to use a specific example, Infusionsoft, right? There are a bunch of people who do better email marketing than Infusionsoft. Imagine they go to one of the email marketing companies, email software companies, say, look, Infusionsoft has all these, I hate Infusionsoft groups on Facebook, or how do I figure out Infusionsoft group on Facebook? Your software is better. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get all their names. I'm going to contact them on LinkedIn because it's a professional relationship. I'll understand if they're, I'll message them right away and say, do you have any issues with Infusionsoft? What do you think of Infusionsoft? When they start to complain, I could say, well, I happen to know another company that would be better. We've switched to them. Mm -hmm. You should switch to them too. Can I get you on a demo call with one of their people? 
And if you like it, you can use it. If not, no problem. And they do that on LinkedIn as a service for these email marketing companies. What do you think of that? I think that uh, that's actually in great way and maybe a, a kind of um, personalized affiliate approach, right? Yeah, they, they offer Expandy as a service. They offer booking leads yeah. as a service and they do this for email marketing, but they could do it for anything, right? They just look for any business that feels like, uh, like they could identify with. Maybe it's all software companies that have fewer than 10 people, right? Imagine that software companies, fewer than 10 people, they use Expandy to reach, to find them, to send messages to them. And then to say to them, you know, I think you're more of a hustler than your bigger competitor. And you've got more interesting features than your competitor. I will go into and get your competitor's uh, customers, I'll send them messages on LinkedIn. And if you give me a Calendly link, I will book them directly on your Calendly link. And you could, or someone on your team could close sales, but you just pay me whenever I get somebody to book on your Calendly link, right? That's a service. That's definitely a great way to go for sure. All right. So here's what I'm going to say, whether it's that idea or any other idea, when you launch it, you're probably going to want a website. And the reason that I suggest that you go with HostGator is because HostGator is inexpensive. It's, it works and it'll scale with you. And frankly, if you're ever unhappy with them, you could always take your site and move it somewhere else because HostGator works with a lot of open source platforms like the one that I use, which is WordPress. So easy to set up, easy to work, phenomenal. Go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy because when you use that URL, you'll be supporting my work here at Mixergy. And because they'll give you the lowest price that they have available when you use that URL, hostgator.com slash Mixergy. All right. Now you finally have this thing working. Your, your co-founder, how long did it take you to create, uh, did it take him to create the software, the first version? <laughs> he, uh, he promised me to got it done in, uh, in three months. And at the end, it took six months, six months for the first uh, batch. Okay. And meanwhile, you're funding the whole thing or living just because of your previous business, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was it called? It was called uh, Lead Express. Finally, Maybe. six months in, he gets the software up and running. Do you have so Do you have customers ready to go and use it? Uh, straight from the beginning, you mean? Yeah. Um, we approached our Lead Express users to give it a try, ah. uh, and uh, uh, which help should help them to 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 follow up the website visitors on a more consistent and uh, better way. Okay, um, And actually there, we found out that it was interesting for them and they were interested and they were using it, but they were not all that familiar with LinkedIn. They were also not that familiar with using automation. And also these people were struggling with what I have to send. Um, so they were one of the 99% of all the people on LinkedIn who are sending the boring, outdated, frustrating messages you ah. receive in your inbox each and every day. Okay, so, wait, let me pause. They were actually willing to pay you for Expandy in the first version, the one that mm -hmm. was built in six months, they were? Yeah. How many customers did you get who were paying customers within say the first month or so? We, uh, we got a couple of hundreds of people Okay. Which we offered the software to use it the first month for free. Okay. And uh, it was a bit of a buggy because we have to learn more about LinkedIn. We actually talking to a black box, so we have to understand how they react and things change. Mm. And um, after that, we convinced 50 people to buy a yearly subscription annual, um, which helped us uh, to gain 
above the 50K USD. Wow. So 50 P about a hundred people signed up for the free version and then 50 of them ended up paying. Yeah. I think a little bit more than 100. I think 165 around the 200. Yeah. Okay. So 25% conversion rate, that's solid. And then you ended up with 50,000 US dollars from that because they paid for an annual subscription, which then allowed you to continue to invest in the business. Yeah. The first thing we did was we, uh, we went in the, in the in workspace and office. Okay. Um, with the, the, the seven people we had at that time point, colleagues, and the rest of the money we used to prepare our global launch. Okay. And when you looked at the first version and the response that it got, what are some of the problems that you came up with? What did you see that you didn't expect? What wasn't working? You said it was buggy. Yeah, it was uh, about the delivery of the uh, the messages because we found out that if LinkedIn is just running some small changes in their CSS that our bots need to know and work around to uh, yeah. go over that. And that was constantly happening, especially in the beginning. So messages were stuck, not all the connection requests were delivered uh, because uh. some changes on LinkedIn side, yeah. And from the beginning, was it like SaaS, not a plugin, but software that operated in the cloud? Yeah. yeah. It was from the beginning. And that was important to you because of the issue that you faced when you were trying to manage a lot of Chrome browser uh, tabs. Okay. And then you said the other issue was that they were just sending out boring messages. Well, you know, before we even address the boring messages, what could that first version of the software do? It could uh, scrape people with different search types. So we could upload a CSV file with LinkedIn profiles, which you could use as an audience. Uh, you could run and search in LinkedIn Sales Navigator or run in basic search, copy the uh, search URL, pass it in Expandy, and then we retrieve all the people from the original search into Expandy. And then would it automatically send messages to all of them? Or I guess first it's like linked uh, connection requests. The, uh, the... Yeah, you could build two different types of campaigns. Okay. Uh, if you want to approach new people, which are not connected yet, then you could add them to a connector campaign. And that okay. first starts with a connection request. And if you decided to go after people which are already in your network, then you could yes. assign them to a messenger campaign. Okay. All right. So that's what you had. And I could see why people wouldn't know what to say. By the way, I'm, I happened to open up my LinkedIn messages just to see what the messages look like. <laughs> Here's one from Ronak uh, Parekh. Dear sir, I hope you and your family are safe and doing well. You can have an, you can have a excellent team of dedicated developers or team to maintain your web slash mobile app, bring new idea to life or need a virtual assistant to work for you, then I can help you. My hourly rate is affordable and I believe in long-term relationship. Please let me know your queries and we can discuss them. Look forward to your reply. Best regards, Ronak. Um, and then this is not the first message from him. Ronak has sent me messages since November 9th. And then again, uh, November 11th um, of last year. And then again, February. Just No, it's November from previous. It just continues and continues. This is the type of thing that you're saying people sent out. Hopefully a little bit more are more elegant than that. What do you do to yeah. combat that when somebody has a tool and they don't know what to do with it? What can you do? Yeah, it's all about uh, education, I think. And one of the things um, we did is using 
our software as a main instrument or actually as a main tool in our own toolkit to grow Expandi. And what we did, we wrote down all the strategies we executed. So actually we created in-depth guys to explain the strategy, to explain people how and on which way we scraped the people, which messages we used, how we connected ah, those, how yeah. we integrated with all the, the results we got from it. And we started heavily to do a manually mess, uh, distribution uh, on all these guides and on all these articles. And slowly we became the CNN for LinkedIn lead generation. So people started coming to you and seeing what was possible and to learn how to do it. And some of them would become customers. And whether they found you through these articles or elsewhere, whenever they were customers, they could go back to these articles and learn how to do it right. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to talk about my second sponsor again in context of this. Second sponsor is Memberful. What they do is allow anyone who's a content creator to start selling membership, meaning like access to your email newsletter, or if you've got a podcast, you can sell uh, different episodes. If you have a website, you can have access to, you could sell access to a certain side of the certain part of the site or chat community. You can sell access to that. The reason I'm talking about memberful is because I think a lot of content creators don't realize that there is, that there's an audience of people who want to support you, who are willing to pay for extra content. And you don't have to use these bigger software players to to sell your content. And I'm talking about something like Substack. Substack is wonderful, but they then connect with your audience. And I'd rather always have a direct connection with my audience without having uh, without having them or someone else in the middle. And what Memberful does is creates you software that you could do it yourself. In fact, since, we, since I like to talk to my guests within these ads and shoot around ideas, here's my idea for someone who's listening to us. Imagine if someone does not have content business right now, one idea that I would have for an email newsletter, and I would probably start with an email newsletter or podcast. Those are two fairly easy things to put together. And then they require subscriptions from people. You know, even if it's a free subscription to your email newsletter, there's an ongoing relationship. A free subscription to my mm -hmm. podcast is an ongoing. Okay. I would call it pushing the envelope. And all I would do is talk to marketers who are now on the edge of what's possible, who are going further than most people think or understand could be done, right? Like what you guys are doing with Expandy, it's further than most people know is even possible, right? There are tons of different people and tons of different tools for doing this. If I were starting today, I would want to learn new marketing techniques. And then I would do this. I would write a newsletter, do an interview series with people and uh, with people who are doing this about tools that are used for this. And then the paid version is, that's the free version that brings people in that makes them go, I can't believe this is possible. Andrew just keeps opening up my eyes to these new things. The next thing I would do is I would sell how-to guides where I would say, here's a step-by-step -step guide to doing this thing that I just described. Here's a step-by-step -step guide to pushing the envelope, so to speak. I think the free stuff is what brings people in and opens up their eyes to what's possible. The paid stuff usually needs to be the, here's how you can do this. I showed you what's possible. Now pay and you get to see how to do it. And that becomes an exclusive piece of content. All right. That's the way I think about it. Listen to me, people. If you're thinking about content as a product that you can sell, I highly urge you to do it. Get started today. You may not be great at it when you get started. I wasn't. I was terrible at it. But in time, you get better and better and better. And the software to use to allow you to sell to your audience, sell membership, sell community, sell access to your email newsletter, sell whatever it is, 
The software that allows you to do it is Memberful. You can go right now, try it for free by going to memberful.com slash Mixergy. That's M-E-M-B-E-R-F-U-L.com slash M-I-X-E-R-G-Y. They're a Patreon company, which means that you can count on them. Great software, great people behind that business. Thank you, Memberful, for sponsoring. All right. I see now what you did. You created content. Things are starting to work out for you. And then your CTO's Facebook page gets pulled. Your Facebook page, get, uh, excuse me, your LinkedIn page LinkedIn. and his LinkedIn yeah. page gets pulled. How do you feel when that happens? Your whole business depends on them and now they pulled you. Yeah, and it was uh, after a couple of months, we just achieved the 30K MRR. So it was less to low with all our own investments. I got my mortgage on the line. Wow. I keep it uh, a secret uh, for my wife. Wow. Make that much Your wife planning. didn't know that you took out a second mortgage? Uh, no, she was actually, uh, she did not know it. Uh, so okay. to be honest about that. Uh, so there was no way for us to stop. Um, we knew that it was a an, 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 an high risk investment in a specific industry with tons and tons of competitors. I think there are more than 400 competitors out there which can automate some tricks on LinkedIn. And we came in there as a new kid on the block and we were going double down after that on distributing content on other channels, on other ways. And the result of that was that we slowly became the real CNN of LinkedIn lead generation hacks, strategies, uh, uh, tactics, with more than 50K unique uh, uh, visitors per month on, on, on the blog. So we received tons and tons of inbound uh, su- uh, uh, subscribers from people who want to trial out the software um, and executing all these strategies we shared uh, in the communities. Where are you writing all of this? Where? Or- yeah, where's the C- the CNN of LinkedIn marketing is what you call your content. Where yeah, is you it? Can is it find that all on our uh, website in the blog section? So from your blog, your people are finding you, and people are seeing what's possible. Yeah. All right, and so when you got kicked off of LinkedIn, your personal profile. Did you freak out? Did you start to say, maybe this whole business is going away? Maybe I'd let my wife down. Maybe I'd let my customers down. <laughs> I, I would. Um, At that point, I go, I think I'm stuck here. They're definitely coming I, I up. Was to a bit, I was a bit scared. I mean, we, we discussed with our co-founders what can happen next. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, we decided to go to, to go even, 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 even faster with more effort on trying to grow the business. Because the simple fact that if I analyze the situation, if LinkedIn want to crack down our automation tool, they have to pay a 400K to start a lawsuit. But they have to do it more than 400 times against all the competitors. They never did it on the competitors which exist for a longer time. So in my believing, it was not that common that these things should happen. And if you are looking back now, then LinkedIn's, on, LinkedIn's main number one problem is the spam. And, 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 and yeah, let's, let's be clear. If they try to crack down Expandi or they bring us to a, a, a lawsuit, mm-hmm. we say, sorry, uh, uh, we pay some money. And tomorrow we pop up with Baypandi because we own the technology and it will not solve the spam problem. Oh, you're saying 
if they shut you down with a lawsuit, you close down the business, you take a brand new name, same software, you start over again. Yeah. Okay. And then your customer <clears throat> list though has to stay with that company, doesn't it? And then you start um, over with new customers or you bring your customer list over? Yeah, then we should bring our customer list uh, over, of course. Got it. It it does not solve LinkedIn's problem because it's 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 fighting and fighting. And but doesn't it just have a chilling effect? Just the fact that they would take maybe two of the biggest ones, maybe one of the smaller ones, and sue them, and then everybody else freaks out. Take a few users and sue them, and then all the other users who are using software automation start to freak out. That plus, frankly, this seems like a tech issue. I can't believe that they can't solve it with with technology. If they really want to do yes. it, I'm definitely in the believing that they can do it. But we also have to keep in mind that everybody who's using a third-party app such as Expandi, that they also pay for a sales navigator subscription on their platform. Oh, got it. So now LinkedIn is making money off of all of your customers. I pay $100 for Expandi, but I also have to pay, what is it, $59 for? Yeah, $59 for a sales nav subscription. $59 for, got it. So they're making money off of people who are doing this. They have less of an incentive to shut it down. Here's what I think is going to happen. You tell me. Let's just riff about the future. First of all, I think this absolutely makes sense. The open rates are what? The conversion rates are what? They're high. Give a, a sense of the numbers. Um, if I run a an, 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 an great campaign, I achieve for sure a 70% acceptance rate and then 55 reply rate as a minimum on each and every campaign we run in our team. Huge. And then, and then it's more than that. It's also the ability to connect with people who like your content. Right now, if I post a, um, if I put up a blog post on LinkedIn, a bunch of people thumbs it up, you know, give it the whole, the, the, the like button in whatever flavor LinkedIn, uh, whatever they flavor they decide to pick on LinkedIn. It's great. I feel an ego boost. I might scroll through the list and understand who it is and maybe see a face or two that I know, but I'm not following up with them and saying, Hey, you like this other one. Can I show you this other thing that I'm working on? Or you like this post? You should be considering signing up for my service and, and I could do this for you, right? Your software, Expandy, allows me to do that. So I, I get the value of it. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think at some point, LinkedIn is going to get very envious of uh, Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp. And they're going to say, we want our own LinkedIn in mail. They're going to rebrand it because mail stinks as a name. It's going to have to be in chat or something, right? They're going to make it into a a communication platform, or, or maybe it, it might even be part of Teams or something, right? And then they're going to say, this is not going to take off. People are not going to keep it, their alerts on for it un unless we get rid of all the unwanted messages. And then they'll go on some kind of crazy deletion process and sue process and everything, and they'll stop everyone who's doing it. Here's why I don't think that's going to be the end for your business. I think that they will eventually open up channels for software to reach their audience because it's helpful to have some automation for businesses. And second, I think that you always have other ways of reaching the audience. Like you could still scrape people from LinkedIn using Sales Navigator and then go enhance it with email addresses and let your customers reach the people they want on regular email, right? Exactly. And that's uh, to jump in here, that's also one of the things we are working on right now. LinkedIn, maybe you're familiar with the SSI score, the Social Selling Index. Only one of the four pillars of the Social Selling Index is about connecting and messaging with people. It 
give you actually an, an overview about how healthy your profile is and how your behavior in LinkedIn's eyes is valued. It's actually a ranking from zero to 100 as it marks in a positive way. Yes. 90% of the people, they their social selling index score is less than 70, which means that they did not do spend enough attention to the other three pilots. Okay. And if we go a bit more in-depth there, then LinkedIn wants to become a healthy and a brave user to do more things than only connecting with people. They want you to connect with people you know, but LinkedIn also wants that you're going to create events actually host events on LinkedIn, especially since the COVID is kicked in. It's a great opportunity to online engage with people and find your audience through an event you are organizing. I didn't realize they were encur- they're encouraging events? Um, yeah, you can host your own event on LinkedIn and then okay. engage and invite uh, 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 people on the platform itself. Another thing is that if you scroll through your timeline, it's full of valuable content from people in your first and second degree connections. LinkedIn also wants you and push you to create on a consistent and more frequently way valuable content in terms of videos and posts and GIFs and mm-hmm. every kind of, 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 of uh, content you can post. Okay. And if we summarize all these things, one of the things LinkedIn did to avoid spam because they say now enough is enough. If you want to use the platform on the same way as you did before, here is actually no place anymore for you because you do not understand it. So people have to come out of their comfort zones, change their behavior. And one of the great opportunities is, is that you, if you, for example, create an event on LinkedIn, you can use the expand event invites to invite and engage with people to join and attend your event. And as I mentioned before, LinkedIn wants that you only invite people you know. So exactly the people who are joining your event, that's the right audience to approach afterwards. If you're going to create content on a consistent way on LinkedIn, we are building at the moment an event, uh, sorry, an, 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 an content calendar which will help you to produce content and only also post it automatically on LinkedIn. And if people are engaging with your content or okay. with all people's content, you can easily click on a button and import all the people who engage with all these types of content and use these ones as an audience. Another advantage of Expandi is that if you're going to search by hashtag on LinkedIn in your basic search bar, you can search for posts, for events, for groups, for people, and so on and so forth. But if you're going to search for by a hashtag for an event about a topic which match actually your business approach, then you can attend that event. And Expandi will enable an option, give you the opportunity to scrape all the people who are also attending that event and use these ones as an audience. So I think it will change a bit more to become a healthy user and try to find people on other ways than only messaging and sending and sending. See, what you're saying is LinkedIn has these behaviors that they're trying to encourage, 
And what Expandy is going to do is use its automation tools to help its customers do these things that LinkedIn is trying to encourage and do them better than any, than anyone could do it manually, like exactly. create events for people who are, who are similar to them, like yeah. post content. Okay. All right. I get that. We but- are currently building and we will release it next Thursday, the 8th of July in beta and, and, um, an omni-channel approach, which will give you the opportunity to build advanced and in-depth sequences with if-else statements and also a native In the email. messaging yeah. or for more than that? So I could do if then, if they liked three of my posts, then send them this message, that type of yeah. thing. Let's say that in drag and drop editor, we can design our own sequence. We start with people who are attending a specific event, just as an example. Yep. Because they match the uh, the same topic as our own approach. Yep. So they invest time to join that event. So they might be interested in, in similar things in the industry. So we use that as a starting point. Then we're going to visit these profiles as a first step. And then we can set and trigger that if people are visiting back, that we can, for example, like their latest post. And from there, we can follow the profile. And from there, we can send the connection request. And we can ah, use... So only if they... You automatically will see if... You automatically go to their profile page after they came to the event. Then if they come back to my profile page afterwards, then mm-hmm. you can... It triggers the next action. Okay, what's the next action? The next action should uh, should be, for example, to like one of their latest posts. Okay. And two days later, we're going to follow this person. So now this person uh, sees me in my life a lot, in their life a lot, and they're more likely to follow me. Yeah. And then as a next step, we can say, okay, we want to send a connection request. And in that connection request, we can use hyper-customized variables. For example, the title of their latest post, the amount of people who liked that post. Hey, Andrew, I was really uh, amazed uh, by your latest post about boom uh, uh, topic. It had it had such yeah, a huge yeah, amount yeah, yeah, of yeah. people who engage with it. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me ask you this: If I were going to use this, say, to promote my podcast, I wanted to use Expandy. It seems like one thing I might do is take an an interview that I did, write an article about it, post it on LinkedIn. Then maybe anyone who likes it, I might go and visit their profile. Then if they visit my profile back, then I might follow them or or connect with them on LinkedIn. And if they say, if I do this several times in a row and they've liked maybe three of my posts about interviews, I might email them and say, I'm doing a live interview event. I thought you might like this here's a link. And now I've got a live event that they could then invite other people to. And then I could get all the people who've come to that live event and follow up with them with something else. Let, let's make it yeah, a bit of be a more specific. Spe- what could I do? Yeah. A bit of a more spectacular. We've built a native integration with a market leader on hyper-personalization. It's Hyperize. It's the toolkit to personalize everything. They are in the Hyperize, okay. Yeah. It's fully integrated with Expandy. In the new version of Expandy, you can also connect your SMTP. So in the sequence builder, after connecting, you can also say, okay, after connecting as a next step, I want to send an email. And in that email, I just want to say, hi, hey, Andrew, with a personalized shift of myself with your name in it. 
Hey, I'm just here if you uh, uh, want to have a coffee chat. And if you click on that GIF animation in the email, it will yes. forward you to a personalized landing page on your own website where you explain people why they should book a call with you and everything is personalized because of high price with that. Hey, Stefan, thanks for visiting my page. <laughs> this is the best way. And uh, this you will achieve if you book a call with me. I will give you uh, a lot of value uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, my company name you can include. And that's done because of we have all the information from the specific LinkedIn profile and the company at address of the link, uh, sorry, of the email. I see this hyper ise.com hyper personalize yeah. your sales outreach and 2x your conversions. I have no idea these tools exist even. Oh, look at that. And then, so they allow me to create a custom landing page with variables and ex expandy will fill in the variable information. That's true. Dude, there's like a whole world of marketing out there that I had no idea about. I knew obviously that there's LinkedIn I, marketing. I had no just, idea this existed. Yeah, we're just adding a simple email step after people connected with such a personalized image and a landing page. I booked a 43% more demos on top of only the LinkedIn uh, uh, outreach. And look, and I, I like how this works with Infusionsoft, which I don't love, um, with ManyChat, which I, which I do love. So you're saying I could also connect with them on multiple platforms, not just LinkedIn, not just email. Yeah, and that Dude. can be done through the new version of Expandly. There will be uh, email included as well. I think we're going to publish this interview after that's launched so that people can go and try it as soon as it's launched. This is phenomenal. This is this is really powerful. I could see how it would be annoying in the wrong people's hands, but I could also see how if it's really thought out, if it's if it's something that's used with care, could be incredibly powerful, especially for high price sales, right? That in, that involve a phone call. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Now I think that everyone who's listening is now going through their head, either saying, "Ah, this is not for me," or saying, "Now how do I use this? What's like?" What's the tool? What do I think? How do I sell it? Here's the thing that I would suggest. By the way, I get no commission from this. I, I'm not going to, the two of us were probably never going to talk again. Maybe 10 years from now, we'll message each other. So this is not like me <laughs> selling your software, but I'm saying if anyone wants to go and see how Expandy works, they should go to expandy.io. The, the images and everything on top look nice, but I would scroll past everything and then go into that bottom section where is it? It's about a third of the way down that starts with growth hack number one, growth hack number two, not because these are the things you're going to want to do, but it'll show you what is possible, how you can see who's on Facebook in a group, then get their contact information, then message them here, then send them that, like all that, if then, not if this, then that, but this, this routine is really interesting to see and how it all works together. So if we talk again, in three months, maybe sales will be 6 million. And if we talk again in a year, sales might be even more than that. Uh, yeah, we definitely set our target for the next year uh, to go for a 10, uh, 10 million revenue. That's, uh, I could see how doable that is. This is interesting and exciting. And I think the big lesson for me is obviously start doing things on your own manually. And if they work, see if you can turn it into software, which sells. And the other thing is that there are these interesting pockets of innovation around marketing and everywhere else that were just naturally prone to say, ah, it's not for me. And what you did was you said, 
no, this LinkedIn thing is interesting. I don't need affirmation from all these other, I don't need, I don't need Seth Godin to write a book on about how great LinkedIn marketing is before I have permission to go and do it. The fact that Seth Godin doesn't even know about it and other people aren't, are maybe even turning up their nose at it is an opportunity for me. And you jumped in there, you mm-hmm. said that, and you created the mm-hmm. software and, and a business around it. Congratulations. Thanks, much thanks. All right. Thanks so much for being on here. And thank you all for listening. And I want to especially thank the two sponsors who made this interview happen. The first, if you like this idea, you decide you want to create a digital agency using Expandy, or frankly, have any other business idea that needs a website, go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy. And the second, when you're ready to actually sell memberships, and I've had one for years here at Mixergy, and expand your revenue beyond advertising, I urge you to go check out Memberful. And if you use my URL, you'll get to use it for free. It's memberful.com slash Mixergy. All right. Thanks so much for doing this interview.